you know, we have been um, journeying to the cross during this Lenten season by the I am statements of Jesus. And we got a little bit out of order, and I did that purposely. Um, several of the I am statements we heard were actually said in the upper room with the disciples on his last night with them. This statement that we're ending with today, Jesus was actually just outside of Jerusalem. And he got the news of Lazarus. And he made, he didn't go immediately, but he made that turnaround. And I think that's significant. Maybe he's telling us we need to turn around. But he makes that turn back to go back. He was almost stoned when he was in Bethany just prior to this. Even one of his disciples will say, now why are we going back? Do you, do you know how close we were? Because <laughs> I don't think they wanted to be stoned either. But many, many, many scholars of the Bible and um, history, biblical history, believe that this was the culminating event that was going to lead to the arrest of crucifixion of Jesus. Not only did they think, well, they thought if he actually did raise him from the dead, then we're in trouble. If it was a great trick, we're in trouble. Not only did they want to crucify Jesus, but at one point they discussed crucifying Lazarus so there would be no evidence to attest for that. So let's us hear our gospel today, the last I am statement of Jesus from John 11, beginning in verse 17. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask for. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When he said this, when she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here, and he is calling for you. This is the first section of our reading of the Gospel. The word of God for the people of God. Thank you, God. You know, there was this Idaho farmer, and many of y'all are going to be able to relate to this because y'all all have a garden. He, was, he had gotten old and 
rather feeble and his ground had gotten hard and it was time for him to go plant his tomato, his potato patch, his little area of potatoes that he always planted. And he always counted on his son being able to help him. But unfortunately, his son was in prison um, on a charge that they did not believe um, was true, on a charge of robbing the local bank. And so the father wrote to the son and he said, Dear Bubba, I don't think I'm going to be able to plant the potatoes this year because I can't till the soil. It's just so hard and it's so difficult. I just can't get it done. So, And you're not here to help me. I don't think I'm going to be able to plant the potatoes. And the son wrote back when he got the letter from prison. He said, Dear Dad, don't dig in that plot because that's where I buried the money. <laughs> the next morning at 4 a.m. in the morning, the FBI, the Sheriff's Department, the Police Department, all were out there with sh shovels and they dug up the entire plot. But there was no money. And that afternoon, the father received the letter from the son that said, Dear Dad, this was the best that I could do. <laughs> I know, I was cracking myself up. But sometimes we are like that stubborn earth. A stubbornness that stands really in the way of us experiencing a fully, completely transformed life in Jesus Christ. Instead of trusting God, instead of taking his commandments and promises to heart, we let the flesh control our life. We let the flesh harden our hearts. We do not allow the garden of our soul to be tilled. But yet we remain a potential garden a potential garden that is in desperate need of being tilled and tilled by the one who is the way, the truth, and the life, and that is Jesus. Our gospel speaks about this today. Martha, apparently, and we know this from the story of Mary and Martha a little bit further back, Martha was much bolder than her sister Mary. When she knows that Jesus is coming, she runs out to greet him, maybe to confront him. We don't know, maybe it was a very private conversation. But if you were listening to that, to me that is such an important section in this story. We heard Martha affirm her faith by saying, Jesus, if you had been here, if you had been here, my brother would have been saved. Jesus calmly answers her, Martha, your brother will rise again. She, in complete confidence, says, well, I know that. I know he's going to rise again on the day of resurrection on that very last day. <coughs> 
This is when we hear Jesus say those important words, the ones that you probably know by heart already. I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. He proclaims, I am the resurrection and the life. What did he mean when he said those words? What were the meaning behind those important words? Are they the same thing? Or are they different? When Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life, he was very clearly, as he has in the other I am statements, claiming that he was the source of both. He is the resurrection, which he clearly states those who believe in him, they will not die, even though they live, he says, they will never die. This is the final resurrection, the one that Martha spoke about. But Jesus is also making a clear statement about his nature, his divine nature. Every I am statement he made, he was telling us about his divine nature. Jesus does more than simply give life. Jesus is life. Death has no ultimate power. <clears throat> for those who believe in him or over him. Jesus confers that his spiritual life on those who believe in him so that they too, this is the important part, they too are going to share in his triumph over death for he is the resurrection and the life. And he offers it, freely offers it, to everyone who believes in him. Because there is no resurrection apart from Christ. There is no eternal life apart from Christ. Because he is both the resurrection and the life. Jesus makes this statement. He asks Martha a very simple question. Do you believe this? Do you believe this, Martha? Martha's answer, her response, is from a person whose soul has been well tilled. Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who came into this world. If you read just a little bit further down, which I'm getting ready to do when you get down to um, 38, then Jesus, again, greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone, Martha. The sister of the dead man said to him, 
Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here. When he said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Those famous words, Lazarus, come out. It wasn't a question, it was a command. Lazarus, you get on out here, we need to see you. And this is a forerunner of the last day. When the dead shall hear Jesus' voice and his command, and all will rise. The story of Lazarus so obviously foreshadows the resurrection of Jesus, but they are so different. Lazarus was called to a restoration, a restoration of a moral, moral <coughs> life, because Lazarus will face death again. Jesus, on the other hand, was resurrected. He conquered death. He would not have to face, he would never face death again. How many of us today are in need of a restoration? How many of us need the hardened soul of our hearts tilled by God? Jesus shares these words of comfort to us. Let not your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust in me also. We often only trust that which we can hear, that which we can see, that which we can touch. There is nothing here on earth that's going to last. Everything here is temporary. Nothing is eternal, including us. Our bodies are only temporary. So do you put your trust in the material things of this earth or in Jesus, the one who promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you? Those are the words that you need to trust. He assured us that he was going, we heard it, was it last week? I'm going to prepare a place for you. Earth is not your home. Our name is written. Our citizenship is there. Our inheritance is there. Our Savior is there. That is our home. And our Lord is very clear about how we're going to obtain this eternal life. I am the resurrection 
and the life. And those, if you believe in me, even though you will die, you will have eternal life. You will live. I ask you, do you believe this? Do you believe in the resurrection Amen. and the life? Do you desire this fullness? And I'm going to say to you, if you do, then remove the stone that lies in front of your own tomb. Amen. The one that is holding the things that are squelching your spirit. Those things that are keeping you from a full life in your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In our gospel today, the people obey Jesus. They remove the stone. They remove the stone from the tomb of death. And that is what faith is all about. Removing, yielding, it's a great word, yielding. It's hard for us to do, but yielding every aspect of your life to allow Jesus to be the Lord and Savior, the Lord over all. In the midst of the tears and the weeping with faith, a disciple of Christ still trusts, still follows, because faith does not mean that you're not going to feel pain. Faith does not mean that you're not going to feel weakness. Faith does not mean that you may not feel brokenness. Faith does not mean <coughs> that we will fully understand. And this has been a week leading to those questions, hasn't it? We sit here in faith, but we don't completely understand. Faith means that in spite of death, in spite of adversity, in spite of tears, our trust remains in our God. Because He is the resurrection and the life. Our scriptures tell us that God, we remember back on Christ the King Sunday, Man, that was back in November. It's been a while. Do you remember that? He heard, we heard that he will raise up his disciples on the last day. But don't get me wrong. He can raise you up on this very day. Do you want a deeper relationship with God? Do you believe in him? Do you truly trust him? him. Seek Jesus. Ask him to open up the gates of heaven. And he will fill you with overflowing with a resurrected life. A life that you need. And trust me, a life that your soul is longing for. Because if we are truly, and we call ourselves resurrection people, we must yield to the flesh. We must move to a life of not my will, but thy will be done. God wants this for us. He wants to release each of us from our own personal bondage. Because Christ came to set us free. He set us free from the power of sin and death. He doesn't want us to remain enslaved 
in the tomb. He is the word made flesh and calls each of us by name to a resurrected life. He has called us to roll away the stone, to remove it from the tombs of our heart, soul, and life. Can you hear him? Can you hear this command? Can you hear his voice? Remove the stone. Come out. Come out of the tomb and live a resurrected life. Our gospel story today is really all about choice. A choice between life and death. Do you seek the tomb or do you seek the temple? Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And Jesus asked you the same simple question he asked Martha. Do you believe this? Do you truly believe this? Amen and amen.